listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast, where we watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. It is an anime. But first we check our email or something. Well, we don't. We don't just check just, our emails. Just watch us check our email. Well, we do check our podcast email for <laughs> listener emails, but for me, it's uh, not to brag, but it's a lot of recruiters. Wow, <laughs> a lot of technical oh, recruiters. Jackie's like LeBron. <laughs> if that's Jackie, who are you? Um, what's your name? Like you should introduce yourself. You're being rude. It's te- like, it's techni- for me. It's technical recruiters and donations. Oh, if Jackie is LeBron, then I'm like an assistant coach. Okay, but who is like who? an assistant coach? Um, who are some good That's Miles. coaches? My name is Mark, league. and we want to thank you for listening to our podcast. I think Howard Isley is an assistant coach in the NBA. Uh, we are indeed a podcast that talks about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and this week, Jason Collins. We still talk about it, and we're going to be talking. I can't wait to lower the volume when we're in the edit. <laughs> uh, this week, we're going to be talking about episode twelve of Golden Wind: Second Orders from the Boss. It's the 125th episode of the anime, by the way. Hundreds, hundreds, hundreds. 125th. That's like, uh, you know, if you were going to Harlem. One, two, mm. fifth. Mm. If you True. were going up there. On the E? Does the E go up there? New Yorkers, write in and tell us how you get to Harlem. And what? You take the A train to Harlem. And what chopped cheese? That's why there's a song. Oh. Take the A train. Well, let me know if the E train goes up there. Anyway. We could uh, Google this. Mm, all right. All right. It's time. No, not right now. Okay, Google. Not right now. I mean later. Take me to I mean Harlem. whenever we want to go to Harlem. Take me to Harlem. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. The C Street. the C train also goes up there. But you're right, the E train does not. A C E, that's the blue line. Mm-hmm. A C B D. I hate these blue lines. Uh anyway, before we talk uh, about the episode, we're going to the two. Cover three. some listener emails over in Correspondence Corner, which you can't take a train to, but we can walk over to. Why don't we take the train there? Uh, well, choo choo. Late nights, the train doesn't go there. You have to transfer at 14th Street. Uh, okay. <laughs> this first email actually came to us uh, right as we finished recording the last episode of the podcast. So sorry we didn't get you in there, but here we go. This is from Mixed Up Zombies. And the subject is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Last Survivor. Thank you for bringing this up. I forgot about this. Hi, it's Zombies. First off, I wanted to apologize to Miles, with a Y, for getting his name wrong. I just wanted to get y'all's quick... I forgive you. ...and dirty impressions on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Last Survivor. Even though there is a strong chance none of us will ever play this Japan-only arcade game, I think it looks neat. Uh, and then he linked to the video of it. Just picture like 3D JoJo's characters pointing at each other. Here's It's apparently some arcade game that's like a battle royale because everything is a battle royale now. And it's like 20 mm. different players are JoJo characters and someone survives. Mm. Sounds kind of cool. It also sounds like it might be the most confusing thing in the, in the universe. Just picture JoJo characters and stands and Hamon stuff shining all over the place. Is it like Football Manager? It's just like Football Manager. You have oh, a it team. sounds good. And there's T morale and like Jotaro could be like, you're doing a terrible job <laughs> next season. You're not going to be here. I don't know. Um, I don't know why, but just thinking about a lot of things happening and Jojo's and colors and stuff. We saw, um, into the spider verse last night. Yes. The Spider-Man movie. And I think it would be cool if 
somehow like i don't know if it was like the same animators or the same animation style and stuff with all those colors and stuff could yeah. be jojo's i think it could work and the sort of 3d but n- yeah like frame i mean i guess the, the way they animated it the way it's like to look like a comic they can do it like a manga that would be so cool if they had like a jojo's but it was like that kind of style yeah where it's 3d but it still has that I don't want to say stilted, but that animation comic, that isn't as smooth. But that, that is more anime-like, actually, but, the way they do it. Yeah, and there's, like, text. the texture on it is, like, it looks like it was, like... Right, the pop art kind of uh, dot shading. Yeah, like, the, yeah, dot shading. Yeah, almost, yeah, yeah. Uh, what is that, who's that guy? Roy, uh, what's, what's his name? I don't know. Miles, the pop art guy who has, like, the gun pointing? Uh, Roy G. Biv. Oh, but asshole. everybody who does comics does that, you know? I know, but it makes me think of that uh, modern artist, and I want to seem smart. Uh, Rogers, Roy Rogers. Yes, that's right. I miss those curly fries. <laughs> uh, that's not really important. Uh, this one is okay. Wait a minute. This is Dylan wrote in with a subject that says, "Hey guys," and it's just him asking me about my JoJo Pita Pata Pop characters. Thanks, Dylan. <laughs> um. <laughs> You've only been using the interactions to level up because screw buying furniture. You gotta buy the furniture. I just got the whole Christmas room set up. Me, the Grinch, bought all the Christmas furniture. So you have no excuse. Mark, I don't understand what you're talking about. Okay, in JoJo Pita Pata Pop, the tile game I play that's all JoJo themed, you have a mansion and you can buy furniture and wallpaper and stuff and decorate rooms and then put your JoJo characters into those rooms. So I think I have... Koichi or Jonathan or someone in a room with a Christmas tree and Merry Christmas Aww. colors and stuff. Here, I'll show you, Jackie. This no, is a. No, I don't care. Okay. Well, you sounded like you I cared. just want the listeners to understand what the fuck you're talking about. Because you've heard you, it. You kind of started answering yep. a question from Dylan or something that we didn't. Hi, Dylan. We hear the answer, but we don't know the question. We don't know what Dylan is saying. Well, everyone has to listen to the previous episodes because this episode is locked until you hear those. Dylan says, hey, guys, Merry late Christmas to whoever celebrates it. Just want to ask Mark a few things about pit a pat a pop First off, on a scale from one to ten, how good is your luck? Mark, how good is your luck? One. Next. I've had amazing luck on first multiples on banners. I did a multi on the Kira slash Shigechi banner and got Okiyasu, Jotaro, Dio, Kira, and Shigechi all at once. I did a multi the morning I'm writing this and got a pure bronze and silver and was disappointed and decided to only do multi on each banner. I don't know what he's talking about. Dylan, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm very happy for you, Dylan. I am supposing some of the stuff you're talking about. Um, I mean, like someone was like, this is a great gotcha game. And I was like, what the fuck is a gotcha game? I've played the Fire Emblem game. It's kind of similar. I guess by banner, you mean like the missions that come out, right? The different levels that they release every week or every month or whatever. But I don't know what doing a multi is. I, I thought that was like when you do cocaine and heroin in the same night. Isn't that Everyone write in and explain Ooh. this game to Mark so he can be better at it. I guess that's a speedball. Love I'm thinking Jackie. Of. Anyway, uh, I'm, I not, don't, I'm, I'm not going to finish your email, Dylan. I think it's an Arnold Palmer you're thinking of. Oh, that's right. Uh, Thank I, you for writing, Dylan. I was very happy that I finally unlocked part 3DO in Pita Pata Pop. He does stop time, which is cool, but it's only it's really, really short. I am trying to get Kira. I don't have Jotaro yet, and uh, I keep playing and playing and playing so that I can unlock them. And instead, do you know what happens? I get the eighth wired Beck. Remember the guy with the spikes that Lisa Lisa, like scarf kills at one point in part two yeah well i have like five of him okay and i'm tired of it but it's fun it's addictive i log in every day anyway thanks for the email dylan 
Thank just you. just DM me next time. But you know what I thought of? Someone on Twitter said something that I, I want to uh, address. Oh, yeah? I think it's more gender stuff. Oh, boy. I mean, yeah, everyone tells me about the gender. Everybody tells me that, like, women get better the more you get into JoJo's. Okay, you want me to read this, Mark? Right? Yes, it's, re- it's a response to an older episode. So Bert is responding. Well, 8-Bit Bort. 8-Bit Bort says. 8-Bit. 8-Bit Bort says... So, listening to the Highway Star episode of the podcast and really hoping y'all eventually pick up on the progressively less subtextual homoerotic undertones of JJBA, it isn't queer baiting so much as it is allegorical about the violence standing in for sex. Are you Interesting. Saying, thank you for that. But are you saying that the violence is a metaphor for sex? Like the way that the men hurt each other? is sort of sexual mm. if so that's that's interesting some of the ways they do talk about it or look at each other in this and maybe other anime i'm not sure uh it does feel sort of like sexual um i don't really know but i haven't picked up on it yet but thank, <laughs> thank you, you for <laughs> thinking thank you for about it. making us think about this i'll keep uh, an eye out miles will now read the next email oh will i Post Christmas after glow and the last week of 2018. Wow. This is from Chad. Hi, Chad. Chad. Aloha, JJB pod crew. Aloha. Aloha. Whenever you read this, it will likely be after Christmas already. Wrong! Well, I mean, by the time they hear us reading it, it will be. This this episode comes out. It is out. currently before Christmas. This nope. episode will come nope, out it's like after Christmas. on right the day now, after Christmas. Before Christmas, no, though. No, we just opened our presents. As I read this, <laughs> it is one fifteen, the Saturday before Christmas, baby. <sighs> I hope everyone on the show and everyone listening had a nice time, whatever they ended up doing. I don't know yet, Chad. You know what you're doing. I hope I'm so I'm writing too, this Chad. before Christmas, but if I remember correctly, my wife and I had planned to see Sherlock and Watson after opening each other's gifts. What does that mean? Uh, the, the, the movie that's film coming out. starring Will Ferrell and John C. Uh, Riley. That is a movie. Will Ferrell plays the got it, famous got it, detective got Sherlock it, Holmes. Got it. John C. Riley plays his famous assistant, Dr. Watson. Anyway, some quick things from the previous episode. Gotcha is short for gachapon, which are the onomatopoeia for the turning of a metal crank gotcha and a plastic bubble landing pawn. Mark mentioned it's come to refer to any game, usually free to play, that has a random mechanic to get characters or items in a game, much like how when you get a gachapon toy, you don't know what you're getting from the batch. This is similar to the Western game design mechanic referred to as loot boxes. Yay. And that's not loot like the medieval stringed instrument. <laughs> that's right. We, you don't get these old ass musty uh, 500 year old instruments out just of a box. Clear, just to clear that up. But I wish you did. What would you do with it? Uh, I would like level up everyone's stamina. Narancha refers to the unnamed blonde older guy as Aniki in Japanese, which is a way of calling someone big bro but in modern times is usually only used by delinquents or criminals. Interesting. Typically, it denotes a great deal of respect or admiration being held by the person using the term for the person it refers to. So this made bro betraying him later a pretty big deal because he used to hold him in such high regard. Ah. I'm pretty sure that when he was saying, you don't want any of this, in reference to Bruno trying to dissuade Narancia, Mark was either intentionally or unconsciously referring to... This scene from Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. I believe you were. Oh, yeah. 
I love, uh, if you guys haven't heard of or seen Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, you really should see it. It's underrated. It's John C. Riley, also known as Dr. Watson in the upcoming movie. Uh, and <laughs> he's, he's starring alongside Will Ferrell as playing Sherlock Holmes. Thank you for that. It's a, uh, mu- it's a musical biopic parody. So it was around the time that uh, wa- Walk the Line Walk the Line, and Ray came out and maybe another one. So it's sort of a parody of those two movies and just music over the, over the years. It's funny. And, you know, because they always have these drug subplots, it's the character like tries to go into a bathroom and people are doing drugs and multiple times his friend is like, get out of here, Dewey. Oh, yeah. You don't want no part of this shit. I've seen that. And then he describes the drugs. That's Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows. Funny guy. Yeah. I saw on Twitter and Reddit that there's a new JoJo arcade game coming out, which sounds like it'll be a bit crazy. Hopefully some cabinets make it stateside or more likely that it gets a home console release. You three should make some time to stream more of the already released games on your Twitch channel. We should. Heck, we should. I'd probably tune into Mark playing Pitapata Pop for at least a few minutes if there's at least some Aww. banter from the crew. Anyway, hope you all have a wonderful and safe New Year's Eve. Mahalo, Chad. P.S. Every time I close my eyes, I wake up hearing some horny cats and it disturbs my sleep. Oh, so man. remember to spay or neuter your pets. Horny cats are the worst. That's true. Thanks, Chad. It's just like some far away, like, and you're like, is everything okay? But it is okay. We should stream on Twitch. Should we stream cats having sex? No. Oh. I've never seen, oh, yes, I have. I've never seen cats have sex, but I have heard them screaming for sex. Well, I've seen it. Anyway. (laughs) All right. Uh, Let's see here. This email is from Ty and... It is called Araki is my lord and savior, bless his soul. Hey guys, I'm Ty from Straya. I don't know what that means. What? Stray- oh, he's from Australia. Is that what it means? I was yeah. wondering. From Straya. Straya. I found out about you guys recently. No. Uh, from your episode with Bloof. And I've been enjoying your backlog and I'm always excited to hear your thoughts on the new episodes as they come out. I like listening to you guys in the car on long commutes. About this discussion on gender in JoJo, I agree with Jackie on a lot of her points, and I feel like she'll be relieved about some events involving female characters that take place later in JoJo. I can't wait to hear her thoughts on part six. It's my favorite part, and I have a feeling it will be hers too. Thanks for the hilarious banter every week, and for being the only reason I use SoundCloud. (laughs) Me too. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of this golden part of JoJo. P.S. Horny people have no rights. What? No. I agree. I like how everyone, like whenever I'm like, I don't like women in this show, but that's okay because I still like this show. Everybody's like, no, no, no. It's wait, just wait. It's bit. Yeah, I see why you say that now, but wait. I worry it's, so. it's going to be built up too much. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I think probably part six is the one where it's like mostly girls, right? I think there's going to be a part where there's mostly girls. I don't know anything. Okay. I think I think I may have heard that, in which case... I'm, I think the, the more you can add women, the more you can remove men who wow. are straight. The more you can remove men who are straight and no. put in people who are either not men or not straight or both, I think that improves everything. Send help. It just improves everything. Uh, so next episode, we're removing Mark. <laughs> no. <laughs> we'll just replace the cast with a bunch of gay ladies and it'll be better. Is Bye. it true that in Australia the only plant life is blooming onions? <laughs> when at what point <laughs> at what point did you think of that joke? Um 
the entire time as we were talking about this. Yeah, I was Miles just like, was shut like, up, Jackie, shut up, Jackie. I gotta make this joke. I gotta make this joke. <laughs> Great. Uh, I'm glad you were able to say it, Miles, because sometimes, sometimes you know, you, you really want, you, you're like really excited to get a joke out, and then as soon as you open your mouth, someone else starts with some other bullshit, and you're like, shut up! Yeah, we gotta hear this Bloomin' Onion stuff. <laughs> there's, there's definitely been some memes I've seen about that one. It's like time for a joke yeah like here we go and then you like say it and then or like you start to say it someone else like interrupts you and then you just have to like try to say what you just said again louder like <laughs> this, eh. yeah the worst is when you, you get re- it blooming onion huh when you repeat a joke because you thought no one heard it the first time <laughs> oh still yeah no and then still no one laughs and you're like oh I, now I i'm that guy blooming onion because right I'm back no we heard it the first time we just wanted to save you the embarrassment so we moved right along uh like out back huh Oh, I love Outback. Really? But I love Outback. I work right above an Outback Steakhouse. Now I love I'm Outback. Tempted For those that don't know, Outback Steakhouse is it, an Australian it's themed. It's fake. Yeah, it's Australian themed. Like <laughs> just American bar and grill yeah. thing in, yeah. But it's delicious. But I know it's not really Australian. We all know that. We all know that. Forced is. Stop it. Okay. Jackie, you want to read this one? Sure. It is called Too Short. Which is, uh, I believe, a rapper. It's a reference to the Bay Area rapper. <laughs> yeah, is he? Is he the one that does? Um, I wish. No, that's no, Ski-Lo. that's Skilo. What does Too Short do? A bunch of dirty ass songs. Okay, I'm thinking it's of a really different vulgar. thing. Anyway, uh, this is from Zach. Uh, hey, Zach. Uh, Zach says, "I just started listening recently and realized that I've never heard you guys complain about an email that was too short. I thought I'd be the first. Much love." Zach. Thank you, Zach. That was a great email. Zach, tell me more. It was a total of... Please. It was a total of two sentences. (laughs) Not enough, Zach. Yeah. Next time, you know, send us a little more. You could have tweeted us this. (laughs) Right? Okay. This last email, unless we get another one in the next 30 seconds or so, uh, is from... Right in now. It's from Jackson. Jackson wrote to us last week. It's called Fugo's Backstory. Hi, Jackson. Welcome back. Hello again. Hello Welcome once again. Welcome back, Jackson. Great. Uh, Mark, Miles, and Jackie, thanks for taking the time to read my ridiculously long first email last week. I really appreciate it. I'll try to keep them short from now on. Thank you. Uh, anyways, I wanted to talk about how DP handled giving Fugo a backstory. Yeah, so we'll talk about it later, but David Pro pretty much invented this backstory. Like, oh, really? A lot of this, most of it is just for the anime. Really? So yeah. he doesn't have a backstory? I don't know that he doesn't have one, but like his whole like parents thing and that creepy teacher and stuff, I believe is just the anime. So they're the ones who decided to give his dad a bolo tie for some reason? <laughs> I think so. So weird so choice. Is Fugo just a just a bundle of like like toxic rage and anger? Rage. If <laughs> I don't think I'm wrong. But do you guys think that if these were Ninja Turtles, he is Raphael? Uh, I'm not that familiar. Yeah, don't answer because I'm right. Uh, You're not familiar with the Ninja Turtles? No. Are they turtles or are they ninja? Oh my god, they're both. By the way, in is Fugo like the Hulk? I guess so. Is he like Vegeta? I guess he's like the Hulk if the Hulk jumped out of Bruce Banner and Bruce Banner just stood there, being like, "Yeah, <laughs> beat him up, Hulk." Um, I think that's happened. By the way, did you know Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is called Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles in the United Kingdom? That's cute. Why? Because they, ninjas are violent. They're they're heroes. What? Yeah, it's pretty stupid. I guess Sorry, ninjas are inherently violent, though. 
Turtles. Don't they just deliver messages, but they kill if they have to? I don't know. I thought they were assassins. Hmm. I thought they were the Shogun's decapitators. Yeah, you might be right. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. So continuing the email. That was not all written down. Uh, right. So uh, some of this stuff we've actually covered, Jackson. Um, people really like Purple Haze Feedback, the light novel. Uh, written by somebody else, but sanctioned by Araki. Uh, though not necessarily considered canon, it's a bit of a sort of gray area. Um, but there's something different here. I guess he does actually beat a teacher. It's, that's a thing in the manga because Purple Haze is like, it's similar, but not quite the same backstory as this one. Uh, in the light novel, the reason for Fugo beating the teacher is due to the teacher being enraged with Fugo for using the, quote, pitiful excuse of the death of his extremely loving grandmother as the reason for Fugo failing a test in the teacher's class that day. Note, in this version of the backstory, Fugo's whole family just uses him for his knowledge to increase their wealth, while his grandmother was the only one who really loved him. Really? Wait, so in, this this is what the, the comic backstory is? Nope, this is what the light novel written by somebody oh, else okay. uh, came up with. Oh. Uh, it was really interesting to see how DP handled this and how they took inspiration from the light novel to adapt it. I would love to know what you guys thought of the anime original backstory and if Mark has read Purple Haze Feedback. Which version do you prefer? Sorry if this was long again. It was a little long. I'm really trying to keep it short. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week and a happy New Year's. P.S. Uh, sincerely, Jackson. P.S. Sorry about causing a censor to be put in the last episode by semi-spoiling man. Whoop. By saying that I was excited. I didn't think it would have been a spoiler. I'll try to be more careful in the future. And yeah. his PPS is just a link to Freaking You by Jodeci. It's clever. Uh, Multimedia PPS. Yeah, I pretty much consider everything a spoiler uh, yeah. that we haven't seen yet. So Just don't talk mm-hmm. to strangers. <laughs> <laughs> just don't talk about anything we haven't definitely already seen. Uh, I have not read Purple Haze Feedback. Um, I might, though, after the anime this time around, uh, in part because... I'll have nothing JoJo related, except I should probably catch up on part eight. Uh, and I realized, by the way, while watching this, considering spoilers and such, I'm glad I didn't reread part five like I thought I might before this, because I am bad at timelines and I would probably accidentally spoil shit all the time. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are bad at timelines. Mm-hmm. You would be like, oh, yeah, because didn't this happen? I'd be like, no, what are you talking about? Right. <laughs> like, if you tell me a memory of something that happened five years ago, and then you tell me a different memory that was like three months later, I have no idea that those two things were that close. Everything is fluid to me. You ever see Arrival? Anyway, uh, thanks for writing in, everyone. If you want Thank to you. write in, you can do that. You You're can welcome. open up your email, and in the two-line type jojo's bizarre pod at gmail.com now if you've emailed us before it will probably autofill and you can just hit enter but if you haven't you should type the whole thing jojo's bizarre pod at gmail.com also please uh rate us five stars and write a review on itunes uh in your review and tell your friends you don't have to yes please tell your friends tell a friend uh, you can just uh, write your favorite and least favorite stand in the reviews. You don't have to say anything about us. Don't worry about that. Just write something about JoJo's. Who cares? Anyway. I just realized, because I was just thinking about how people say nice things about us uh, when they write into the podcast and how I have a hard time in general taking uh, compliments. I don't have a hard time taking compliments for this podcast for some reason. But like everything else in life, if I'm like at work and someone's like, good job, I'm like, I'm just doing my job. 
You well, know? <laughs> I, th- I think because that's like something outside of yourself that you're contributing. Whereas this podcast, we're pretty much just ourselves. Mm. Right? No, I'm wearing a mask. Yeah. I think it's because, I don't know. I don't expect anyone to think that we're good. <laughs> so when people like us, I'm like, oh, it's lower. Great. It's certainly lower stakes. But I know that I'm good at my job. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you know, but do you believe? No, I think that I'm, I don't know. But when it's your job, it should just be like, okay, well, that's your, I'm just doing my job. I mean, this is. I got is, paid for this. You know, I'm not getting paid for this podcast. Oh, I am. Not yet. <laughs> this is my job. Did I not Sponsor tell you guys we have a sponsorship? And I get paid. <laughs> Mark is getting all the money. <laughs> I get paid $50 a day for From this, this podcast. Imaginary. Who, who would sponsor this? Is this popular? Do people like this? There's no way this Nobody would sponsored. sponsor this. <laughs> we gave up. We have. Unless we, we started advertising something. Right. But you, yeah, it's a sponsorship. And they would not do that. We could just advertise something and be like, now please give us money. And they'd be like, stop using our name. <laughs> the, the things you guys say about our product are not helpful. What is Crunchyroll's biggest competitor? Cause Themselves. <laughs> anyway. That's that's the thing is like. Probably like Funimations stand like their own. Oh, website, speaking I guess. of uh, rights and stuff. Uh, not like freedom. Civil. Yeah. No. Um. Dragon Ball has an amazing fighting game out now called Dragon Ball Fighters, and it's really good, but Toei Animation Company, um, they're extremely strict about who gets to use and watch and stuff, Dragon Ball, um, and so they've been shutting down tournaments. Like They've been like, no, 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 you can't play and broadcast this video game at your tournament, which really sucks because people train to be good at this game and play each other for fun, glory, money to a degree. And now they can't because these people are being assholes about copyright. And uh, reading about that led me down this tangent where the president, I think the president or maybe a governor somewhere in Mexico, a politician was like, we're all going to watch this one episode of Dragon Ball Z together. And there was going to be this big gathering where they all get together and watch some episode. I should have read more detail. And the uh, like Japanese embassy sent a letter being like, Hey, that's very nice that you want to do that. But Toei Animation is a little nervous about it. And, you know, we would appreciate it if you didn't do that. But then the government, the Mexican uh, office of that guy wrote back and explained like how important it was and all this stuff. And so they gave them permission. Uh, And so a bunch of people in Mexico gathered and watched Dragon Ball Z together. Isn't that nice? Yay. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like me when I got home from school. Just watching Dragon Ball? Yeah. Were you speaking Spanish? Uh, no. Oh, doesn't sound like you then. I was studying German. Wow. That's um, wunderbar. Uh, so this is second orders or second order from the boss. It's episode 12 from Golden Wind. We said that. Uh, it begins with a super fast recap showing someone logging into their email and getting the news that Abakio, Giorno, and Fugo will be going to Pompeii to find a dog mosaic where there will be a key that leads them to a vehicle that will help them transport the boss's daughter, Trish, safely. Mm-hmm. P.S. I'm horny. P.S. The boss is horny. Or he was horny and then had a, had a daughter. <laughs> um, that's how it works. You have to be horny before. Jodeci actually, I mean, eventually Casey and Jojo did a song about having a, a daughter, right? I don't know. What? 
For all my That's about their daughter? Life. Isn't that about well not not I pray for someone like you. Isn't that, I believe that's about one of their daughters. Nothing. So after being horny, you have a daughter. That I finally found Are you, you sure about that? Okay, you can take the time to Google it. I am pretty sure it is about a daughter. Pretty no. sure is good enough on a podcast. No wait. I think it's a different song, Mark. Well, isn't she lovely is about Stevie Wonder's daughter. That's right. But I might still be right. Let's look it up. Oh my god. <laughs> Maybe you're thinking Stevie of... Wonder has nothing to do with Jody C. They're both songs that sound like they're about a lovely lady. Okay. And they're about their lovely lady of a daughter. Uh, okay. No, it is definitely not about one of their daughters. Yep. Because it says, I will never find another lover sweeter than you. There you go. But maybe... I think you're thinking of maybe a different group or a different no, song. No, I'm thinking of Isn't She Lovely by Stevie Wonder, which is about his daughter. Okay. There, I think there is a song that people thought was a love song... And is actually about having a child. Is it? Isn't she lovely? No, no, that's pretty one. explicitly about. Well, I guess I'm just daughter. an idiot then. Yeah. All right. I didn't want to say it. You felt it. Yeah. Uh, for those that don't know, by the way, I I don't remember if I covered it, but fugo is the Italian singular first person indicative for I for dispel, like I dispel, like I get rid of a feeling or something. I dispel that feeling from my mind panacotta panacotta is a type of dessert yummy yum yum I want um, some dessert so these three bros uh go to pompeii and they get a history lesson on the way in about how in 79 ad or 20, that's right 79 ad great year Miss those days. Uh, the Romans loved going to Pompeii. It was super relaxing. It was like a hand in stone or whatever it's called. Some, you know, spa where you would go and, um, you know, they get their skin peel. No, it was just a relaxing, nice place. Uh, and there was eventually a town built there. But then they didn't know about volcanoes and shit. And Mount Vesuvius erupted and uh, killed everyone. I was about to say murdered everyone, but I, <laughs> I don't think like acts of God are considered murder. <laughs> God murdered this town. Oh, I was picturing like little lava men stabbing everyone. Oh my God. <laughs> I guess God murdered Sodom and Gomorrah, right? I mean, like he was like, fuck these people. Yeah, I guess so. No, he was like, you people stop fucking so much. Hmm. Now you're salt people. Yeah. Salt bays. Um, and Fugo knows all this stuff. He's telling, he's telling all of this. I'm like, wow. Yep. Hugo knows a lot about Pompeii. He does know a lot about Pompeii, and but wouldn't doesn't everyone know about Pompeii? I don't know a lot about. I don't know much about Pompeii. But like the basics of it. that it was this place that got destroyed by a volcano. Not like, really. He doesn't need to delve into. I didn't know that. But would not a lot you of people know, know about it? Grew up in Italia. Yes. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe we have zero idea. We have no frame of reference on this topic. Like Leone said, he had been there on a field trip. I, th- I don't think every, all of these. Did all of these kids like complete high school and stuff? I don't know. Definitely not. Some of them should be in high school, right? Like as this episode's going on. Well, Giorno, we saw was a student before he embarked on this adventure, this bizarre adventure. So Giorno might not know. Well, I think if we remember, there's a scene where his teacher's like, next week, we're going to talk about Pompeii. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to go be a <laughs> fake wait. taxi guy. And then he left. <laughs> and so he was like, oh, I should have yeah. stayed in school. And Fugo's a smarty pants. So I thought it was interesting because at first, like I thought it was the narrator uh, who's saying this stuff? And then you see it's Fugo. I'm like, oh, I guess Fugo knows things. But then it turns out Fugo's a big smarty pants. Um, yeah. yeah, he has an IQ of 152. Whatever that means. What? Yeah, out of what? 70? My IQ doesn't have a limit. What? 
who knows what smart people are out there. Of course, IQ tests are largely bullshit. Yeah. They do measure how good you are at taking the IQ test, though, which means you are very smart if you have a high IQ. But it doesn't mean you're not smart if you don't have a high IQ. There's also a correlation between like your upbringing and like how smart your parents were and that kind of thing. There's like a correlation. Well, right. But the argument then is that like, well, of course, smart people have successful families, yeah. and stuff, which is bullshit because the IQ test was designed by certain people and it doesn't test other forms of emotional intelligence. And uh, yeah. Well, not just emotional. I looked it but up. Other forms of intelligence. Uh, yes. Sure. Other forms of intelligence, including emotion and such. 152 is genius. Good. Yeah. Anything above like 130, I think, is considered like genius intellect or something. But again, this is bullshit. You could be a genius and score a 110. It's a test. Maybe you go there and you're not that good at English. Maybe you have anxiety. Yeah. Maybe you don't like tests. Maybe you're dyslexic. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. But still, he's definitely a smart Maybe you have pants. a bunch of excuses. I don't know why. I, I just decided that all of our listeners were like, I don't have a high IQ like that. And I'm like, <laughs> like no, don't, listen. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, listen. You'll Listeners, be all right. Write in if you're a bunch of dummies. No. Um, just don't be self-conscious about your writing. We don't care. We're not going to read all your typos. Listeners, you can be whatever you want to be. You just got to work really hard. Yeah. But it's all in you. No, it's you all don't... within you. It's all in you. But also edit those emails. And also, you know, you got to put the effort into those. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we don't have all the time in the world here. Anyway, so um, uh, jo- uh, I was going to say Joe Totoro. Uh, Gio Giorno is Giorno. like Giorno is like Gio dude. G- I, I, I write Gio in my notebook for him, but because um, his name is like Gio Gio. But anyway, <laughs> uh, he's like, hey, uh, you were supposed to turn uh, left here or whatever. Right. Because they're driving in. Yeah, they're driving while Fugo is is talking about Pompeii. And Giorno is like, hey, uh, you were supposed to turn here. And Fugo slams the brakes and is like, what the fuck, man? You should have told me this. Like, why you're telling me this now? You should have told me this before I could take the turn when I actually had the chance to take the turn. Why are you telling me this now? And Giorno was like, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> he like, my my bad. Uh, right? The Doesn't he like apologize for it? But then Fugo was like, that's not the point. Right? Yeah. I was like, no, it is. What Fugo are you talking about? Fugo is like extra pissed about it. And it's like, dude, it's not a big deal. Oddly, he is a toxic person. Yeah. Do you get it? Because his stand. Go on. Right. It's like a. It's like a poison. His stand is cool. It's like a toxin. And then uh, uh, Bakio kind of calms him down, I guess, and then right. they keep driving. And Abakio. Giorno is with the two most grating people in this gang. Mm. <laughs> Abakio is just a dick. That's and Fugo true. Has a hair trigger temper. Yeah, and also Abakio doesn't like or trust Giorno, so maybe this is the opportunity for Giorno to to get on everyone's good side <laughs> maybe yeah. and, um, and you, maybe it's also an opportunity to learn to get along with people who you don't you yeah know, necessarily jive with yeah you've got to do that sometimes with co-workers yeah right. i think a or lot of people the t- you record podcasts with hey what i don't like you what i think a lot of the time if you spend more time with people you end up liking them to a degree. You see their good side. Maybe that's just me. It depends. No. It might just be me. <laughs> Some people are horrible. No. And the more time you spend with them, the more you confirm, oh, I don't want to spend time with this person. But... If you were like trapped on an island or something, or would you just eat them? I think that it depends. You well, <laughs> Even though there's like abundant food, but you just eat the person anyway. <laughs> it's... It, if you... I think that this is... They're... they're 
Um, these kinds of um, missions are like team building exercises because you're working, you have to work together in uh, in order to achieve a goal. So I think in that sense, the more that they work together, the more they will gain mutual respect for each other and that kind of thing, because they're all, they're all very different, but they're all good at their jobs in different ways, or they're all good at what they do in different ways. And they all want to succeed in the mission so they can learn how to work with each other. Although they're very different. I think that something like this is a good, is a good, exercise but if they were just stranded on an island together they might just hate each other and kill each other you know like if there weren't really well though maybe on an island you can you can find missions to kind of like achieve a a thing together but if it was like just random like your people that hang out or whatever like they would hate each other um i I just i think yeah having a common goal that you actually believe in probably helps a lot maybe that's what it is that's it um I was about to say thank you for writing and it's like we're not talking about thank you for writing jojo's bizarre adventure thank you for writing if you want to be on our podcast write to shonen jump at whatever japan we just started talking about how personalities clash and and just you know Mm -hmm. collaboration skills anyway so abakio and listen abakio is like you hear him thinking in his head he because he's his thoughts are real loud to the audience and uh he's like I don't, he's like, I'm not worried about Fugo. Fugo Fugo has a temper, but like we, I I can deal with him. I don't, I still don't trust Giorno. And so we, we know that Abakio, we're we're like reinforced. We're reminded that Abakio does not like Giorno. He still doesn't trust him. It's not like, like, doesn't trust him. It's not like, oh, well, after all those things, now I trust him. I thought it was funny because I knew that we were going to get into Fugo's backstory in this episode. So when he's like, Fugo's always like this, I thought it was going to dissolve into like Fugo was raised, but instead he's like, I don't like this other guy. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he still pisses me off. Um, and then and he thinks, he thinks Jorno is going to do something that's going to get them killed as well. Um, so they arrive at the Pompeii park, whatever. And it's, you know, it looks like a destroyed, uh, old city. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, shocked that there is nobody else there it's yeah. like completely Where's abandoned. All the other tourists i thought there would be tourists everywhere if it's like a park did if they it's close like, it down like you would think there'd be people taking pictures and i'm stuff. wondering if maybe this is like part that's supposed to be roped off because it's like archaeological important stuff like there's a touristy area and they just like walked over the rope and they're just wandering around mm. the historical part there's not even archaeologists there though well they have to take breaks they're true. still finding stuff in pompeii it is true that the ash preserves stuff so well that they can just find artifacts and learn about uh, ancient people. Yeah. Uh, and you can find trapped people with like horrible screaming faces. Because mm-hmm. uh, they're listening to trap music. Mothers shielding their children as the ash choked them to death. So they arrive at this park and, um, you know, they're looking around and stuff. And Fugo sees, I didn't realize that this was a, it threw a mirror at first. But Fugo sees that there's a guy behind a pillar and he's like, oh my God, guys, there's a guy behind the pillar. Like, you know, so far I only see one person, but you know, we got to watch out. And then the other guys are like, where, what pillar? What are you talking about? And he's like, are you serious? There's only one pillar. And the guy's like right fucking there. And they're like, yeah, we know there's only one pillar, but we don't see anybody. I really thought they just didn't notice him yet. I was waiting for them to find him. What's up, Miles? Were you guys like Jay Guile again? Yeah, I'm... Yeah, we already had a mirror guy. I'm glad they just did this once and they, they got past it. Because at first I was like, oh, we are kind of doing the same thing, right? Like, yeah, we get it. Yeah, but it's a different kind of mirror guy. This guy, yeah. uh, Jay Guile moved within the mirror and this guy pulls you into the mirror. Right. He yeah. sucks you in. Like, to mirror world. Jay Guile, everyone could see him in the reflection 
And by looking at the reflection, you'd see where he was in real life. Hold the fuck up, though. Yep, 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 yep. That episode, I remember... Kakuin going like, there's no mirror world. Are you, he's like, are you stupid? There's no mirror world. It's all light. It's all just light and reflection and shit. Turns out there is a mirror I world. I guess there's a mirror world now, <laughs> but I guess it's like a, the stand is the mirror world. So that's oh. uh, legit. So, someone, <laughs> someone should call Kakuin and explain to him like that he was wrong, that there is... No, we a should tell world. Paul Nareff so Paul Nareff can be like, I told you. Well, here's the problem. Uh huh. Kakuin is dead. It was a joke. What? Kakuin's a donut. I forgot Kakuin died, everyone. Yeah. I knew I shouldn't have trusted you. I also forgot. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kakuin's dead. He's alive in my heart. Because he didn't understand the mirror world, I've decided. <laughs> uh, anyway, so. Is the, and then is there a flashback? I don't remember. No, so so he's seeing them. They, they do this thing with the mirror where they're like, ah, but I don't see anybody. And Fugo's like, he's right fucking there. And he's getting closer to them and getting closer to them. Um, and Fugo is like, get away from the mirror, you guys. He's coming. Get away from them. It's something like Fugo realizes it's the mirror. So he's like, get away from the mirror. Um, and then he he pushes them away he pushes them and away disappear. and they disappear they, they like they like break into emerald looking shit it's really cool it looks like a digital like a glitch or something oh. like, i don't know like in spider-man into the spider-verse it looks like spider-man into the spider-verse um, oh spoiler alert oh no things look cool yeah it. um Spy- spider-man i was hoping they didn't look cool <laughs> You wanted just a bunch of ugly Spider-Mans. So they disappear. And so you think like, oh, the fucking Stan took them, but didn't take Fugo. Why didn't, why did he leave? Why did, why was Fugo left? Um, but we find out. So it's actually that Fugo's the one in the mirror. Um, and yeah, Fugo's inside the mirror. He sees the stand user. I don't think we get the stand user's name. Oh, I don't um, think we do either. It may have been mentioned in a previous uh, chapter because there's a bunch of them. If you want to know, yeah, it is Iluso, hmm. uh, which means diluted. D e l u d e d, like not not diluted among water, like diluted, delusional, that kind of thing. Oh, actually, I think what happens is, let's see. So, yeah, Fugo's like, "What the hell happened? Where am I? Where is everyone? Whatever." And then I think he, and then um. Um, the stand user is like, I'm right here, and he punches him, right? Isn't that what happens? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. By the way, I know that we haven't finished this chapter or anything yet, but because this is a to-be-continued, spoiler, uh, is man, is this guy's power that he brings you into his mirror world, and then he has no other way of hurting you, so his stand just beats the shit out of you? Yeah. yeah. So far, he just punches him a lot. But very slowly, because when, so far, they've been talking. Like, yeah. nothing's really been happening. He knocked a bunch of rocks into him as well. He was able to punch rocks pretty pretty precisely. But it's just like... And it seems like he can only do it to one person at a time. Not that he can mm. only do it, to, but he, he chooses to only bring in one person at a time know. because he doesn't want them to gang up on him. But like... Right. So in this case, it doesn't seem very helpful because as Abaccio realizes, they can go and complete their mission. Like if they don't care about right. yeah. Fugo, they could yeah. just finish the job. But you've got Giorno along to, he's the goody goody and he has to be like, no man, we all got to help each other out. Right. Which is funny. Yeah. Because Iluso reveals that he has a document on all of the people in Bucciarati's gang 
and also knows I, does he know that they're looking for the dog mosaic or he's like no, that's he's an important wondering thing what they're doing here he kind of uh, mentions the dog he mosaic. mentions the dog mosaic he's though. like oh, oh wh- why are you here is it something with the dog mosaic mosaic i can show you it later like mm-hmm. what why does he is that just like a thing a like yeah, really everyone hides guesses. shit under there yeah yeah that's the place yeah but uh it's yeah he doesn't it, he doesn't have a document that's like, Giorno's a big softy. He'll stay to help his friend. Yeah. yeah. He could have just been dead wrong and he'd be like, hey guys, I did it. And they're like, no, they got to the dog mosaic, dude. He's like, oh, but I killed Fugo. And they're like, yeah, well, who cares? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, he thought that he was going to get information out of Fugo and then probably still have time to um, catch up to them if they do go get what they need. I you suppose know? so. And there's also like a bunch of these uh, assassin guys except uh fucking formaggio but there's still a bunch of them left so right so this is where we kind of get a well no we don't get a flashback but we get um the stand user is like fugo something something he's smart has a high iq um went berserk and hit his uh professor with an encyclopedia um i don't have anything about giorno um and yeah that's when fugo is like oh they didn't disappear i was dragged into the mirror um and then we cut out to the real world and Giorno is like hmm something about the mirror right because he we you know before he before he, before Joan before blah, before Fugo disappeared he was like step away from the mirror so Giorno figures that it has something to do with the mirror um and um the sand user is interrogating fugo and he's like what you know where did you hide the boss's daughter what did you why did you come here etc etc um then i have a blank page in my notes because i skipped a page accidentally yeah and that's when that's when um the sand user is like is it something about the dog mural and then fugo calls purple haze um which right. is called well, like purple we, smoke or something did we reveal that um that Abakio and Giorno are out there and they don't know yes. where Fugo is because yes. they can't see him in the mirror either. Right. They, but they can tell. That would be interesting if they could see him in there and it was like, uh, yeah. what, what, what are some famous examples of that? I don't know where you can see somebody moving in the painting. That's creepy shit to me, by the way. Mm. That is very creepy. What? Uh, like that Black Mirror episode. Playtest. What was the dumb What happens in that? Title? Doesn't he look and there's like a painting of the house and he sees like a light oh, yeah. turn on on the second floor? Yeah. What was the dumb subtitle for Man in the Mirror? uh what's man in the mirror um it was mirror man oh, oh really i want to guess the crunchy roll has about 30 seconds to figure out these names before <laughs> they go on air like every time they're like oh nobody oh, no, thought oh, of God. names uh mirror man uh zipper man uh boy man man uh you know yeah. they just kind of you get mm-hmm. it you get it you get it i get it i get it did you guys know right away that it was man in the mirror yes would i figured you, yeah would you have known if you yeah. didn't know you could kind of hear it too yeah yeah um so he calls purple haze but purple haze doesn't come out and fugo is like what the fuck where's my purple haze he's like i can feel him i can feel him um but fugo stand is in the real world and uh abakio is like get the fuck away from that thing and it looks pretty creepy i love purple haze it has this this, like mouth sewn shut and it looks like a fucking it sounds like a zombie yeah and it's sort of just sitting down on the ground looking like kind of annoyed or creeped out or weird and yeah it is kind of zombie like right because it has like the viral metaphor going on yeah it was foaming at the mouth too so i was wondering if like part of the man in the mirror stand was like it like drove 
Fugo stand insane or something and it would attack them and that's why Abachi oh. was afraid. But it wasn't anything like that. Like I thought he had like rabies or something because he was foaming at the mouth. Mm. Mm. I really got annoyed at Giorno during this part because Abaki was like, get away from there. And he's like, why? Is something wrong? But yeah. Yeah. And he's like, just 20 feet over, dude. He's just, just walk to him. Yeah. And he keeps being like, Giorno, get away from him. And he's like, is it, is it an enemy? What, what's going on? And he takes his stand out. Abaki's like, ah! I was like, Giorno, get the fuck over there. Teens. Yeah. It was frustrating to watch. Teens just don't listen. listen. Mm-hmm. Abakia was right about Giorno. Yeah, I agree what? with him wholeheartedly. <laughs> no, because no. Abakia was like, Giorno's going to do some shit to get us killed. I feel like it might be true. He's a loose mm-hmm. cannon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Purple Haze is... All in my mind. Really cool. And he has like a Roman emperor helmet. And he's covered in these like purple and white diamonds. And the anime gave him a little bit of a cape. Uh, in the manga, he just has those spikes on his back. I don't know why I add the cape, but it's, it's kind of cool. Would you guys like to hear Araki's uh, like explanation? As um, long as it's interesting. Okay. Because, okay, by the way, I forgot to read these, this arc of these various stand descriptions. Okay, so as for Purple Haze and Jojo Veller, Jojo Veller, Araki says, this stand has Roman armor and stitching to play up its weirdness. Its poison gas ability can do anything, but its host consciously restrains it. Fugo is actually a restrained individual. Wow. Araki, I disagree with you. Yeah. He strikes me as a loose cannon. Mm. Um, as described... He snapped at Giorno in the car. Yes. We also did see a man in the mirror already with, inspira- with inspiration from Michael Jackson's music. I thought it would be cool to go inside the mirror. He doesn't comment on the <laughs> Kakyoin thing, which is annoying. <laughs> this one also has a design based off a of Venetian mask. Yes, some of those, some of them do have those Tengu-like noses. If you didn't know, Tengu is like a Japanese mythological goblin. It has a long-ass mm. nose, and people make masks out of um. that with long-ass noses. Um, I Do you guys want to hear the other part five? Stand sure. Okay. I think that I read some of these, like Black Sabbath. I don't remember if I read Moody Blues. Uh, Moody Blues. Is that a leotard or full body tights? Either way, it's covered in vinyl from head to toe. I saw this sort of fashion in a movie or something. It has an unorthodox ability, so it's not suited for combat. Soft Machine, which is the guy on the boat who makes everything into a floppy condom. The design uses dots to differentiate itself from Kraftwerk's lines because it stabs things with its saber and deflates them. I think I put more focus on the stand users themselves rather than their stands in part five. What a weird thing to admit. Uh, Sex bullets. Sex bullets, Mark. Sex pistols. Fuck Mm. The fuck fucks. Yeah. Um, they got their name because it sounds like six pistols. Six bullets. I told you. They each have slightly different faces and drawing them got a little complicated. I might not remember them too clearly anymore. Uh, Araki hopefully quit drinking. <laughs> uh, for Kraftwerk, the stand that freezes objects in the air and stuff and throws them at people. Mista fought them on a truck. I try not to give similar silhouettes to stands that appear together. On another mm. note, now that I look back on it, I might have obsessed with giving Stan's gritted teeth around this time. Well, I think it's cool. Aerosmith, our little bomber. Considering the balance of the team, I wanted a type of stand that could fly around in combat. A simple ability is better for main characters. Oh. Aerosmith was a fun stand to draw. A little feet formaggio stand that stabs people and then turns them small. Uh, I begin by thinking about the situation. Like, you have people turning flat, people turning small. That sequence of physical phenomena. As for the design, maybe this one was also influenced by Enki Bilal's characters? Because Enki Bilal influenced 
one of the other stands. And I'll get to Man in the Mirror lastly here. Oh, I already said it. Never mind. Bye. We're good. Woo! Yeah. I mean, na, 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 it, na, this, na, is, this na, is the first Michael Jackson stand, right? Na, na, yes. So even though it's mirror related, he was like, I got to do it. It's Michael Jackson music. I have to adapt it. What yeah. else was big around this time in Michael Jackson? Is it black what? or white? Everything. Jackie, no, I'm not insulting. <laughs> I'm saying like, was this around the time black or white was out and stuff? Oh, you're, okay. I see what you're asking. Is, is, this isn't history, is it? Uh, let me find out. Man in the mirror. Gonna make the change. The man in the mirror. Asking him to I, that song is ruined for me because I saw someone clip this news video uh, of about, you know, like there's things where people find Jesus in toast or on the back of a dumpster or whatever. Well, some people found Jesus's face in a tree nice. uh, in their backyard. And like, so some dumb local news went out there to film about it. I guess nothing else was happening. And the, the news team, they play Man in the Mirror. But it's like, I'm starting with the man in the... And then you just hear the anchor go, tree. And then he talks about the tree face. So every it, time I hear it's song, I hear the word it. tree. Mark, it was on the album Bad, which what? includes... Oh, Bad? Uh, I just, bad. I Just Can't Stop Loving You, The Way You Make Me Feel, Man in the Mirror, Dirty Diana, Dirty Another Diana. Another Part of Me, Smooth Criminal, Leave Me Alone, Ooh. and Liberian, Liberian Girl. Good album. Every song on that album is good. I don't know about all of them. No. Some of those I don't recognize. They're actually all good. I can So verify. I am withholding judgment. Mark, they're all good. Which, what don't you know? I just can't stop loving you. That's a great song. I don't know that one. That's a great song. And I don't remember Li- Librarian Girl. I know that was a thing. Yeah. It's a good song. I they're didn't know he went to the library so much. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Liberia is in Western Africa. <sighs> <laughs> Very good, Mark. No problem. <laughs> I will now double check that. <laughs> You really, are you really double checking that? I believe it's Ethiopia, Somalia are on the east side. Liberia, I'm kind of beginning to on, wonder if it's also on the east side. I don't think it's side. on the west. This episode is sponsored by Sporkle. Yeah. Uh, west Africa, motherfuckers. Whoa, whoa. Very good, Mark. We get it. I'm so smart. All right. You have an okay. IQ of 152. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, back to this great episode that we're watching. Um, I think it's great. Um... So Flashback? this guy in the 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 mirror the mirror guy Michael Jackson is like, can I call this stand user Michael Jackson? Yes. No, I yes. don't have his name. What's yes. his a white, name? A white guy with five ponytails. Uh, Iluso. Iluso. Um, I'm gonna call him Lucy. So <laughs> fine, I'll call him Iluso. Iluso is like, uh, yeah, I'm not letting any anybody or anything get in here. That includes your stand. Fuck you. Um, your stand is not allowed in. And so it's, it, you know, Hayes is out, and um, Fugo is like, there must be a way to fight from in here. And um, this is when we get our flashback. So we learned that uh, Fugo was rich. And he had a high IQ. So basically, like, he had no barriers, and that was it. No, no. <laughs> he had no, no barriers, and so he had really he everybody. He had internal barriers. Everybody had really high expectations of him, and that freaked him the fuck out, I guess. That's what it seems like. So he, so. They put, well, it wasn't just high expectations. His parents put pressure on him. Yeah, they put, they had Which high. Which is bad for a child. They had high expectations of him. The weight of those expectations, um, 
were a problem for him and they caused uh, fits of rage and anger, anger towards his parents and, and other things just in general. We see him almost stab his dad from behind. Yeah, but right. he grabs his own hand to stop himself from stabbing his dad. Right. It's like Evil Dead when his hand turns evil. Do you think he's stabbing his dad because his dad wears a bolo tie? And he's just like, why do you do that? Dad? He kept trying to tell him to just get a Windsor not going. Yeah, he was maybe he was just cutting off the bolo tie. Would you be more upset at someone wearing a bolo tie or a bow tie? I'm going to say bow tie. What's a bolo tie? A bolo it's, tie is like those two strings that like cattlemen wear. It's like a Texas kind of thing. A down south thing is like a little thing in the middle, maybe like a pendant or you don't have to have one. I think. And there's two like leather strings hanging down, Jackie. Okay, I don't like that either. This is a visual medium. No, it's cool. Bolo ties are cool. It's okay. I wouldn't be mad at anybody for it. I just don't get why this Italian man is wearing a bolo tie. Did it come from Italy? Maybe it was fancy back in the day. I don't know. This isn't, yeah, it's not even that back in the days, like the 70s. So he went to school, he went to like a fancy university at a young age. At 13. At 13 years old, he went to this fancy university and like, you know, they they show a scene where he, uh, the the scene where he, uh, you know, the, 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 previously mentioned throws a encyclopedia at his teacher but it's actually worse than that a four kilogram encyclopedia which is almost 10 pounds so he's like in the library or something studying and this teacher comes in and puts his hand on his shoulder and he's like hey man why do you got to be in here studying by yourself you know you can always come to me and he's being a real fucking creeper and he's obviously a child molester um and it's fucking gross and he like it's a little too trashy you know he's a child molester because also he's drooling like he has Ew, a little bit of drool on the side drooling. of his i didn't a little notice bit of that drool on the side of his mouth which is always like the creepy rapist that's like what creepy rapists look like in anime and hentai is they have a little bit of drool on the corner of their mouth right and that means they're because a creepy rapist. because people drool when they're horny <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know if maybe he's just hungry no do you do we hear his pants unzip by the way at one point Mm. Oh, I, I swore I heard his pants Possibly. unzip. Was, or Bucciarati was me. Oh, it was you? That's awful. <laughs> I this I don't like this. Um, not just because I'm against pedophilia. Controversial stance. Um, but taking a stand. But uh, stand. Is there a stand user? Uh, it just I don't know. It's just too. It's just too too much. It's too obvious. It's too. Like I said, I think it's trashy. It's a little heavy handed. You could have just implied it. You know. He was already a, a ragey person before that, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I get this adding to it. It makes sense to me that, like, his life just got worse. But just, like, have him put his hand on his shoulder. We don't need to have... I don't know. Well, it's like he... he it needs to be obvious enough that he would be... That, that Fugo would be, like... That Fugo would flip his lid and yeah, that that Fugo would fight back, but fight back like way too strongly, and then it looks like he's just a violent, horrible person. Well, I you know? figured that because Fugo is prone to rage, that it wouldn't even have to be that heavy, mm. that he would just snap on someone because yeah. But we, uh, I think it's it, it's they wanted to make it something severe enough that we as an audience would be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. You are defending yourself against something horrible, you know? I guess Whereas so. if it's just like the teacher gave him a bad grade or something. No, then- no, I, I meant it to be clear that he is a molester, but just not so heavy handed. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't know. That's just how I feel. It doesn't have to be agreed. Or but the, 
I mean, me, I, I probably is, wouldn't have made this choice either. Like, I would have probably chose a, a different topic in the first place. But the the weird thing is, he gets in he gets in a lot of trouble for murdering his professor, which makes sense. But his parents also disown him, and he gets thrown out of the house. Yeah, so kind s- of, but not really. They put all their money into making sure that he's found not guilty. Oh, right, right, right. That he is found not guilty. That's what I said. I thought you said isn't found not guilty. I said is, uh, but he's found but not guilty. We'll go to the tape. Play but um, it, it, here's what's weird. is so that like he's walking, he's like being taken out by security and people are like, oh, I heard he had a relationship with the professor. Yeah. And then like news spread and it's like, wait, he's like 13, 14. Okay. Yeah. And clearly it wasn't a very good or consensual relationship considering one beat the other to death or nearly to death. Did he die? Did the professor die? I think he died. I'm pretty sure he died. So it's like, what kind of weird rumor is this? And yeah, his parents, like, I guess they just put too much pressure on him. But like, it, I don't know. This is like a weird tenuous thing It's a little undercooked. It also, um, I think that the rumor, the rumor that like, because the rumor also implied that he got into that school or, or was getting good grades because of a relationship with a teacher. So it's like discrediting not so so this this event ruins his life in a couple of different ways because he had you know he was rich he was intelligent and he could probably with with that like that's that eliminates most of the barriers that a lot of people have like he's naturally intelligent and he has all this money so he could kind of do whatever but um this event um it discredits his intelligence it ruins his reputation now he's seen as someone who is violent and like you wouldn't want to you know hire someone work with someone who is like that um yeah and i mean they do some victim blaming i guess you know when yeah because they're, they're like oh he's probably asking for it so maybe they thought that he solicited this professor uh got good grades and then yeah. murdered him yeah for some reason yeah because he's full of rage which is yeah yeah which sucks. And then, you know, his parents are rich and Still, they, he's like 13. they make sure that he doesn't get any jail time for it, which I'm also kind of like, ah, oh, fuck rich people. Remember, <laughs> the, the police are terrible in Italy. The police are terrible. And I guess, I guess if you're rich, you can just do whatever, no matter where you are. But maybe especially in Italy, it's just like, all right. <laughs> um but they still disown him. So now he's like this super smart guy who has a lot of pent up anger and rage and he's living on the streets. And, uh, but it'll be fine. The narrator says that this was actually the best application uh, or best situation for Fugo to use his intelligence. Uh, so there's an example where he's at a restaurant and he's trying to dine and dash, which, by the way, is not like, I don't know, it's not like the worst crime you could commit. Um, but hey, those people work hard. Of course they do. But in Europe, they don't rely on tips. Anyway, uh, so the... Uh, <laughs> don't dine and dash. The restaurant owner or whatever is grabbing Fugo by the collar and is like, hey, you can't dine a dash. I'm going to call the police. And Fugo is like, are you not familiar with the case of Disachi versus Argento of 1982? The court may find that I am stealing out of necessity. So I looked that up. <laughs> Disachi and Argento. That's not a real case, which makes sense. I don't know what the, the ruling is. <laughs> the ruling is poor people can steal. You're good. Um, That's a good rule. Disachi is a last name. It could be a few things, but there is a composer uh, in the 20th century, last name Disachi. And Argento, hopefully, maybe, is a reference to Italian giallo horror film director of the 70s, Dario Argento. And only the 70s. And uh, he did 80s, fine. And uh, his best stuff to the 70s. He also is the inspiration for Dio's father's name, maybe, Dario Brando. Um, 
So I think the anime made these, made this shit up, but it is a good set of references if they are references. Um, I did not get to see the Suspiria remake. I was going to. In the I was going to ask if you had gotten to see the Suspiria remake. Yeah, you were going to ask. You looked like you wanted to know, but I just didn't wait around for it. They're hopefully going to play it later this year, and I'll see it. Anyway, Bucci is in this. Bucci. Bucci. <laughs> no, that's fine. Bucci. Bucciarati is in the same restaurant, and he sees this happening, and he becomes intrigued by Fugo. It is the Bucci gang. Bucci. Bucci gang, Bucci gang, etc. You get it. Uh, and uh, so Fugo tells him his whole story, and Bucciarati is very sympathetic about it. Mm-hmm. And he's and he's like, he does the opposite of what he did to um, Narancha. Narancha, he was like, nah, man, you don't want to join this gang. But with Fugo, he was like, oh, come join my gang. Because <laughs> he's like, you need it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you have nothing else. He's why already we, a criminal. That's why, why don't we use your talents? Yeah, and, that's true. And fucking uh, Fugo is like, I have anger problems. I could end up killing you. Yeah. And Bucciarati says like, well, let's see what happens. But I like no, to believe. No, 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 no. It. Oh, I, I like specifically how this goes because Fugo is like, I want to be left alone. I have anger problems. I don't want to like deal with anybody. I just want to like just be by myself so I don't hurt anybody. And Bucciarati is like, I want to bring out the best in you. Like he's basically he's like a mo- he's like um the know, nice he, white lady trope. He's the mama. No, he's like yeah, um, he's like Sandra Bullock like, who adopts that linebacker or that lineman. And then yeah. he's like, right about your feelings. Yeah. Like in Precious, when it's Paula Patton, I think, is a teacher yeah, in Precious. Yeah, or Sandra Bullock in The Blind Side. Based on the novel Push by Sapphire. I am thinking of a show, and I don't remember the name Guys, of white it. women are great. They're angels. Oh, Pose. Pose. I'm thinking of the show Pose, which I saw what is that? a couple of episodes with my friend. Pose is a show that takes place, I think, in the 70s or 80s. It is about... Uh, Voguing. Voguing and like those like balls in... Balls. Balls. I don't know what they're called. Where's Josuke? Something balls. balls. They're like drag balls and they're really cool. But anyway, it was like there would be like a head of the house and like she would bring in people that would like come and like perform with all together in the balls and stuff. And it was like really nice and nurturing because it would be a lot of like kids from like where like people from wherever like kids that were kicked out of their house um, for being gay or for being trans or Or beating their teacher to death. Right, or, for, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> it reminds me of that. Watch no, Pose, it's really good. And it's uh, gayer than JoJo's, but, like, not by much. <laughs> <laughs> not much. Not not much leaves a... Uh, uh, JoJo doesn't leave a huge margin. And it's awesome because there's a, a, also a lot of, like, uh, there's a lot of... I, I think it's, like, record-breaking the number of, like, trans and, and gay actors in it. It's, like, huge. Um, and it's I think it's really well done. Like, the, the acting is really good and stuff. I recommend Pose. Anyway, which sounds like it is related to Jojo because it, there's a lot of this, posing this that too. But this like specific like, I don't know, like I, like Bucciolati is giving me like head of one of these houses, like just like fashionable and badass, but also just like really nurturing and like bringing people in and like helping make them better and, and you know, pushing them to do their best. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, they collectively work together towards a common goal. Um, which in pose is these like ball things like I, I, I say ball but it's like uh, a gala it's like a I don't know drag show 
it's like that but i don't know it's just cool it's like a fashion show kind of thing okay but it's like these underground things because it like what like that was pretty much like the, one of the only places that you can go and it was okay to be um yourself is it like zoolander when they have like a, a walk-off um i don't and, th- a no. little bit a little bit there are there is like that kind of thing where it's like it's like if people are like dance battling but instead of dance battling you're like pose battling it's like kind of cool. it's like beat it the music video <laughs> anyway highly recommend anyway what are we talking about <laughs> uh so so fugo uh relents but i don't know i missed what you were saying about him bringing out the best in him i thought butcherati said that butcherati was like don't worry about it we'll we'll make sh- we'll we'll make you better i i guess i was writing my note down which was i thought butcherati was basically like well why don't you try it motherfucker Mm-mm. i'm not scared of you i thought it was sweet oh. i thought butcherati was like i'll help i'll help you control that I guess I see and, what and, I want to see and put that towards you like something good. Uh, okay. So then now we go back to the present. quote unquote. Right. But can we pause and take a break? Yes. Okay. And we're back. Hello. And hello thanks for listening. Anyway. Um, so we're back into the real world. Bakio is afraid of, uh, Fugo stand and he's telling Jorano to get the fuck away. And the stand starts attacking, what does he start attacking? He hits a wall. At one point, he breaks a wall. Mm. At one point, he breaks um, the mirror itself, which part of me was like, fuck, how do you get in there? Right. <laughs> What's he going to do? Yeah. And Abaki was like, let's go. Oh, and the things that that uh, that that Purple Haze is doing out in the real world is still causing things to happen in the mirror world. So he punches like a stone wall and bits of brick and stone are flying at the back of Iluso's head. But Iluso has Man in the Mirror pop out and punch a bunch of those rocks and one, a few of them hit uh, Fugo. So things that are being broken in the uh, real world are being affected in the mirror world, including the mirror itself is broken on both sides. And Abakio is like, oh, it's affecting. He's hit. He's just, yeah. it's berserk. He's just hitting random things. Uh, but Jorna's like, wait, why the mirror? But then... Uh, uh, Abakio gets really scared and he's like, we gotta go. Yeah. And he notices that one of the bulbs, uh, so Purple Haze has different bulbs on his knuckles, these like spheres, and Mm -hmm. one of them is broken. And when he hits stuff, they break. And then this like Purple Haze, this uh, like flesh eating. It's it's weed smoke. It's just straight up uh, good kush um, Mm -hmm. vapor. But it's actually a virus and it's actually bad and you shouldn't breathe it. (gasps) That's right. It comes out and it... So don't do drugs, kids. Yeah, it's, don't hotbox with Purple Haze. <laughs> this same year, the movie The Rock came out and it featured these bulbs of poison that are going to be launched on a missile. Who robbed who? And they were explaining about how um, if the bulbs hit the atmosphere, they can kill a lot more people than if they spilled the liquid. So I don't know. This kind of makes me think of it because it's like a, a toxic cloud and it came out the same year. So I wonder if Araki went to the movies and then was like, I have an idea. Yeah. I guess I don't wonder that. Well, I used to watch The Rock a lot as a kid. Who's in I The can, Rock? I can quote it. Uh, Nick Cage and Sean Connery. Love Nick Cage. Yeah, he was good in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I haven't seen it. He's Spider-Man noir. Anyway... He kills a bunch of crows with this virus. Yeah, the virus. Yeah, the virus kills some crows, and the crows end up inside the mirror world. Why? How? Because no, they're already inside the mirror world. Remember how if purple haze is affecting things in the real world, then it's affecting things in the mirror world. Oh, just not people. When they die, they fall into the mirror world because right. living things can't cross over. 
unless man in the mirror wants them to right living things and the virus haze which is also not a living thing right um so i don't understand that which is weird because it's a representation of his soul but it doesn't matter um also this is more dead animals thanks araki i don't think this is the first time we've killed a bird besides pet shop so this is a very virulent virus virulent because it kills almost instantly but it dies almost instantly too once it hits gets hit by sunlight yeah wait wait i don't understand that what the oh so the virus dies when sunlight touches it yeah okay oh yeah yeah, yeah. it uh it like evaporates i guess right light. so this is actually how avian bird flu got started oh no from jojo's bizarre adventure mm-hmm. it came out of the comic world and into the real world i don't know anything about bird flu anyway anyway um, so i don't know if i'm wrong or not so this virus just will just kill anything that is around it it doesn't discriminate it's very dangerous and you got to be very careful um it like rots it, the the haze goes into you and it rots you from the inside out um it has a range of about five meters something like that um anyway so the stand it you know how it's foaming at the mouth some of its drool drops onto his leg and it starts freaking the fuck out about it and trying to like like clean its pants and then it and then like its um wrists are smudged from like cleaning the pants and then it tries to clean its wrists but then it gets more drool on its pants and it's just freaking out apparently and it's making very silly noises it's cute it's a little cutie i i, I don't know how to feel about it because i kind of just like it being uh scary and disgusting the whole time and oh angry. i like that it's cute i liked it a little bit it went on for a bit too long for my taste but it was yeah. just a little too cute this is where Giorno is like, what is the significance of the mirror? Yeah, and Fugo yeah. goes, I hope they got the message. Yeah, right. he wants people to not get dragged. He wants them not to get dragged into the mirror. That's and the message. And what the message is, is... Fuck all y'all. Yeah. Um, and then this is around the time. Is this when they have the argument, Abakio and Giorno? Um, Abakio, yeah, he's like, let's go. And Giorno's like, where are we going? Um, we got to save this guy. We can't just abandon Fugo. And Abakio's like, our mission is to do this. Like, we're not, we're not here to save Fugo. Fugo, you know, he's, he'll, he's, we'll deal with him later or something like whatever. Isn't he like, he's already dead or whatever. And Jorno's like, no, we stay and we save him. By the way, forgot when the crows are dying and then falling into the mirror world, Iluso is like dead crows. He's like, what's going on? Yeah. So he has this whole dossier on the different, uh, gang members, but I guess, because Fugo doesn't bring out Purple Haze that often, he doesn't know anything about his stand. Right. Which... Yeah. I, that makes sense. Probably isn't good for him. Um, so yeah. Fugo's stand seems to have its own personality because they go like, mm-hmm. the fact that he's licking himself means that Fugo's not controlling him very well. Yeah. He kind of gets a little freaked out. When I just thought that was interesting. Fugo's not Some around. stands have their own personalities. Yeah, a little bit. We've seen that hinted at before, but here it's definitely more apparent because they... It has a personality. It's angry as hell, like Fugo, but it's also a neat freak, and it doesn't like being dirty, mm-hmm. which I relate to, but I definitely get my clothes dirty. I'm dirty right now. With my drool. So they argue about it, but they don't really know how they're going to say Fugo, and Fugo over here is about to get punched in the face by a man in the mirror, so that's where it ends. We don't know how Fugo's going to gonna be get... continued? It's, we're, it's set up, yeah. It's set up so we know that, like... Something needs to happen. Someone needs to come up with a plan, but we don't know what it's going to be yet. By the way, here is my Christmas room in Pita Pata Pop, and it's it's cars and part three Dio. Oh, it's so pretty. Chilling in a room. Maybe I'll put it on Twitter. Oh, it's beautiful. 
I'll put it on for Christmas or Christmas Eve. Who's the little floaty? That's the world. It's Dio Stand. Oh, he's a little baby. Yeah, and in the background, you can see uh, Killer Queen and uh, Stray Cat on the fireplace. Aww. It is cool. Um, that is the end of the episode. I did want to read, real quick, Araki's comments from the volumes that these stories were in because Araki is weird and I think it's funny. So this is from the end, the closing thoughts from volume 51 of JoJo's The Manga. The sewage in my workplace has become a bit clogged, which made me wonder if the pipes were even being cleaned. But then I remembered, wait, the sewage underwent construction a year ago. Because of that killer premonition, I rang up the repair shop for the place they dug up. I was going to say to those workers, your cheap construction work is unacceptable. I don't know what kind of amateurs break up the water flow like this. However, before I could ask the dealers another question, another person promptly said, sorry, we were just being careless. My bad. And then it says, continued in volume 52. We haven't covered any of volume 52, but I will forget. And so I know you want to hear the conclusion of this. And here we go. Boy, do I. Araki says, thinking about the last five years, I've realized we've had four incidents with construction workers. They certainly think I'm a greenhorn because I've had to put up with all their phony excuses. I deeply respect craftsmen. They have jobs they can be proud of. (laughs) However, the ones who came to my house must go make trouble somewhere else. With such a state of mind, they can only annoy people. Of course, I could get a refund by showing the proofs of their shoddy work. Hirohiko Mm. Araki. I'm telling you, he was asked to write comments for each of these volumes and he was like i i don't know like i i drew them they're cool looking um in my life i don't know let's see i went to the bank um the the water pressure has been really low in the shower it's a little annoying um that's it anyway again please rate us five stars and write a review but it doesn't have to really be a review just write something on itunes or apple Podcasts. that helps boost our visibility and it's nice to have those stars i think you should put a little bit of thought into your review. No, don't. No pressure. Because if you say something nice and then someone else reads it and they're like, wow, other people like this. And then more people will, like, you know, I, I read reviews before I listen to something or before, mm. I, you know. So people are actually reading those reviews. So put some thought into it. Think about think about all those people who are not sure if they should listen, you know. The thing and is. Tell them why they should. I've been telling asking people to write reviews. And I think some people have been rating, which I do appreciate. But uh, I think reviews are good too. Uh, but no one, no one ever writes them. So I was wondering if maybe just write like one sentence about why you like this show. That's it. Yeah. If you one do sentence. it, we'll give you a prize. So I thought if people just write a JoJo thing, then people would be like, "Oh, these people like JoJo's <laughs> for real. <laughs> these are true fans. These are not just their mom." You can follow us on Twitter at JJBPod. You can send us memes as long as they're respectful and wholesome. Um, and again, you can email us JoJo'sBizarrePod at gmail.com. We're on every platform in the world. Please no more nudes. Yeah, we can't. We, we, we Just have kidding. all the nudes we need. Uh, and in the meantime, uh, have a good new year. Merry Christmas. Have a good holiday already. Yay. Enjoy Boxing Happy Day. Happy New Year. Is this the. No. But do we have another one before the new year? Uh, fuck. Uh, do we? No, I no, don't we think don't. so. No. Um, the next episode will be in 2019. Bye. Wow, bye. The future. Gonna make a change. For once in my life It's gonna feel real good Gonna make a difference Gonna make it right As I turn up the collar